Welcome everyone to Functional Medicine Research. I'm Dr. Hedberg, the founder of the Hedberg Institute, a virtual education platform that helps healthcare practitioners learn how to practice highly effective functional medicine. The Institute helps practitioners improve patient outcomes, which leads to more referrals and a more successful practice. Visit hedberginstitute.com for a free month. All right, so today we're gonna to be digging into zinc. You sh everyone should be masters of zinc by the end of this podcast. Zinc is an essential trace element required by pretty much every biological process in the body. And that includes growth, development, immune function, wound healing, protein and DNA synthesis, cell division. It's used in over 300 enzymatic reactions. It's anti-inflammatory, it's an antioxidant, and it's important for sight, hearing, and taste. So there's a system-wide ubiquity of zinc, and that increases its clinical importance. And it's vital to detect a deficiency when it's present, because if someone does have a zinc deficiency, a lot of what you do uh, with the patient isn't going to work very well. So it's really underutilized, under-evaluated, in practice. So what are the causes of zinc deficiency? So you want to think about increased losses of zinc and, in, and decreased intake. Also increased requirements of zinc, like if a woman's pregnant, an athlete, things like that. And you want to look for inadequate dietary intake and then reduced bioavailability absorption of the zinc. So you can, you lose a lot of zinc if you have anything that involves a gastrointestinal disease, surgery, trauma, birth control pills. Um, a lot of zinc is lost in ejaculation. Uh, so a man who's having frequent intercourse, frequent masturbation is losing large amounts of zinc. And so the requirement for zinc increases during periods of rapid growth. And that includes also pregnancy and lactation. So some examples would be teenagers and college students usually have inadequate dietary zinc and those following a plant-based diet. Also diets that are high in fiber are also rich in phytates and phytates inhibit the absorption of zinc. So increased consumption of alcohol uh, is going to reduce zinc, and then a vegetarian or a vegan diet. Plant-based diets that are high in seeds, legumes, unprocessed whole grains contain a lot of phytates. These bind to zinc and inhibit absorption. But soaking, sprouting, and fermenting can reduce phytic acid levels in these foods and increase the bioavailability of zinc. So one example, it was shown that sour leavening, which is the process of making sourdough bread. This reduced phytate content by about 25% and increased zinc absorption by 30 to 50%. Other factors that can reduce absorption would be coffee, calcium in dairy products, increased fiber from fruits and vegetables, and a high fat diet. So over 100 grams a day of fat causes malabsorption of zinc. And a deficiency can also present 
in those with gut issues that impair absorption, especially celiac disease and inflammatory bowel diseases like Crohn's, bypass surgery, and those with hypochlorhydria. So how do we assess zinc? So it's not easy to recognize. It can manifest in a variety of symptoms and routine lab testing is just not reliable. So you can test uh, zinc plasma. You can do a blood test for that. But low plasma stores of zinc, so around 0.1%, that causes the standard blood test of plasma zinc concentrations to lack sensitivity and specificity, making it unreliable as a marker of deficiency. So the diagnosis of zinc deficiency is largely a clinical assessment. So you want to do a thorough diet review. I use uh, chronometer.com, and that can tell me the patient's uh, zinc intake each day. The physical exam will reveal white spots on their fingernails or patches of dry skin. And then, of course, you want to look for all the associated conditions. You can also do a zinc taste test. This is a quick and inexpensive evaluation of zinc. But it's not completely reliable. There are just too many individual variances in self-reporting of taste. But it is a general guideline, and you can combine it with clinical observations to help with zinc assessment and status. And it's just very, very inexpensive, so it's still worth doing. So let's talk about zinc and some specific organ systems. So zinc and the thyroid. Normal thyroid function is dependent on adequate zinc. Zinc is required for the synthesis of thyrotropin-releasing hormone. That's the hormone made by the hypothalamus that tells the pituitary to make thyroid-stimulating hormone. Zinc is also required to make thyroid-stimulating hormone, T3 and T4. And it's also important in the deiodinase enzymes, which convert T4 to the more active form of T3. So pretty much every stage of thyroid hormone production involves zinc. And zinc has also been linked to Hashimoto's disease and high thyroglobulin and or high thyroid peroxidase antibodies. So those antibodies will go higher in a zinc deficiency in Hashimoto's. So zinc is really important for immune system function. It's important for adaptive and innate immunity. It creates a balance. A deficiency in zinc causes an increase in pro-inflammatory cytokines, specifically IL-1 beta, TNF-alpha, IL-6, NF-kappa-B, and STAT-3. So zinc is important for Th1 activation which drives cell-mediated immunity and antiviral defense mechanisms. In a zinc deficiency, you get a Th2 uh, polarization, which drives allergic responses because of the Th1, Th2 imbalance. Optimum zinc decreases autoimmune reactions because zinc is important for tolerance, and so you get an increase in Tregs. You also get increase in tolerance, which results in less development of Th17 cells, which are 
pretty nasty cells when they get out of control and they drive autoimmunity. Optimal zinc also decreases autoimmune reactions by inhibiting STAT3, and STAT3 is the major driver of autoimmunity. Uh, there was a meta-analysis conducted in 2018. It found a direct correlation between zinc status and TH17-driven autoimmunity. And the authors found that zinc levels were significantly lower in those with autoimmune disease compared to controls. And zinc is synergistic when it's used in combination with vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E, and vitamin A for immune system support. Zinc has also shown high efficacy as a treatment option against many viruses. These include coronaviruses, hepatitis C, herpes simplex viruses, respiratory syncytial virus, and a 2021 study specifically addressed the benefits of using zinc as a treatment option for SARS-CoV-2. Zinc in the adrenals, zinc has been shown to suppress excess cortisol levels for four hours. This is useful if you have patients with insomnia due to excessive cortisol. These patients have trouble falling asleep and they tend to be light sleepers. And so zinc used uh, with dinner in the evening before bed can keep cor excess cortisol levels in check. Zinc and small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Lee et al. in 2019 looked at patients with chronic pancreatitis to determine the presence of SIBO. And they found uh, a number of things. So there were five variables. And of the 46 studies that were predictive of SIBO in those with chronic pancreatitis, number one was low zinc. Um, so it indicated that zinc levels were an independent predictor of SIBO. All right, so we have a long list of associated conditions and consequences of zinc deficiency. So let's go through these. Acne, acrodermatitis, enteropathica, ADHD, AIDS, altered taste and smell, anemia, anorexia, aphthous ulcers, Bequette's disease, beta thalassemia, blepharitis, body odor, benign prostatic hypertrophy, brittle nails, burns, cancer, cholera, cirrhosis, colds, depression, dermatitis, diarrhea, Down syndrome, eczema, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, erectile dysfunction, excessive cortisol levels, furuncles, gastroenteritis, growth retardation, hearing loss, heavy metal toxicity, hepatitis, herpes simplex, hydrogenitis separativa, hypogonadism, hypothyroidism, impaired concentration, impaired ovarian and testicular function leading to low testosterone, impaired wound healing, increased infections, infertility, insect repellent exposure, insulin resistance, intention tremors, jitteriness, leprosy, low sperm count, macular degeneration, malaria, nephrotic syndrome, night blindness, olfactory dysfunction, peptic ulcers, photophobia, pica, 
prostatitis, psoriatic arthritis, rash, rheumatoid arthritis, sepsis and systemic inflammation, sickle cell disease, taste disorders, teratogenesis, thinning hair and hair loss, tinnitus, thymus gland atrophy, tuberculosis, uremic pruritus, vaginitis due to trichomoniasis, warts, white spots on the fingernails, Wilson's disease, and xerostomia. So huge list of conditions associated with zinc deficiency. If you want to learn how to have excellent success with complex cases, such as those with zinc deficiency, I recommend the Hedberg Institute membership. You'll learn how to effectively practice functional medicine so you can tackle any complex case and become a world-class practitioner. Visit HedbergInstitute.com to learn more. So let's talk about the physical evaluation more of zinc status. So looking at the nails, we talked about white spots. White spots can also indicate a protein deficiency. Also Merck's lines, these are transverse white lines across the nail bed. Leukonychia, these are, this is white discoloration of the nail plate. Bose lines, these are horizontal grooves on the nail plate. Onychorexis, this is superficial white distribution located on the nail surface. Other signs on the body would be patches of dry skin, evidence of malabsorption, inflammation, certain medications. People who just get better with zinc supplements is a sign of deficiency. And then Crohn's disease. So our dietary sources of zinc, the highest, are going to be egg yolk, dairy, legumes, liver, meat, especially red meat, nuts, seafood, oysters, seeds, wheat bran, wheat germ, and whole grains. You want uh, about 12 milligrams a day of zinc from the diet. And if you're on a plant-based diet, though, you need 18 milligrams a day to overcome the negative effects of phytates. So the zinc taste test, we talked about that. I recommend the, uh, it's called Zinc Aval Select from Moss Nutrition. That's a liquid zinc supplement. It's the testing agent used for the zinc taste test. And uh, there are specific guidelines based on what people taste. You can read about that at hedberginstitute.com under this uh, zinc article. And the product also comes with instructions for the taste test. Lab testing for zinc, uh, we talked about this. So if it's a non-fasting uh, blood test, this can show a postprandial decrease in zinc levels. So it really needs to be fasting. Uh, a pr the presence of a normal zinc level in blood does not rule out a zinc deficiency. And the presence of a low zinc level in blood also does not rule out deficiency. Low albumin can be an indicator of zinc deficiency. Uh, plasma zinc, it's almost entirely protein bound. So changes in serum protein levels will influence zinc levels. Low alkaline phosphatase is not a reliable indicator of zinc deficiency. 
Elevated zinc protoporphyrin testing can help confirm a deficiency. And a high C-reactive protein indicates excessive inflammation and interleukin-6, which could indicate a zinc deficiency. So how do you dose uh, patients if there is a zinc deficiency? I like the product Zinc Select from Moss Nutrition because it has copper in it as well. 30 milligrams of zinc, 1 milligram of copper. And zinc will cause a copper deficiency, and that's why it's important to take zinc supplements that also have a small amount of copper in them. So I recommend a Zinc Select from Moss Nutrition. And you'll use 30 milligrams one to three times a day with meals for two to three months in a true deficiency. Just 10 to 20 milligrams a day will prevent a deficiency if the diet is low in zinc. And empty stomach dosing is ideal, but most people can't tolerate it because they get nauseous. And uh, zinc select, it also, it contains a bisglycinate chelate form of zinc, which is highly absorbable. And it also has ginger, artichoke, and betaine HCL to enhance absorption. If the patient has pancreatic insufficiency, that can cause a zinc deficiency. So I use pancreatin select from Moss Nutrition. That's uh, betaine HCL, pancreatin, these are digestive enzymes that help support pancreatic function and digestion. And if the patient is a vegetarian, you can use a product called Digest Select from Moss Nutrition, one to three per meal. This is a plant-based digestive enzyme complex. So zinc oxide has very low bioavailability. Uh, so I don't recommend that. There are some signs and symptoms of zinc toxicity. It can actually impair the immune system. If you have too much zinc, nausea, vomiting, abdominal cramps, loss of appetite, diarrhea, headache, lower HDL levels, and a metallic taste in the mouth. So some of the drugs that zinc can interact with are proton pump inhibitors because they drive down hydrochloric acid. ACE inhibitors increase zinc excretion. And then zinc will inhibit the absorption of the antibiotics tetracycline and fluoroquinolones. So you have to be careful there. Glucocorticoids can cause a zinc deficiency. Aspirin increases excretion of zinc and it lowers plasma zinc levels. Oral contraceptives deplete zinc. Diuretics deplete zinc. And penicillamine increases the excretion of zinc. So let's talk about some nutrient interactions. So zinc interacts with copper. Essentially, if you take 18.5 milligrams of zinc a day, you will start to increase excretion of copper in the feces. So it doesn't take much to lead to a copper deficiency. And you don't want a copper deficiency because that causes many, many problems. So you want one to two milligrams a day of copper for every 15 to 30 milligrams of zinc that you take in. You want two to three milligrams a day of copper for every 30 to 60 milligrams a day of zinc. 
And then you want three to four milligrams a day of copper for anything over 60 milligrams a day of zinc. And you can take copper and zinc together. High doses of zinc, about 150 milligrams a day. This reduces magnesium absorption and magnesium balance. Calcium impairs zinc absorption and zinc impairs calcium. Zinc and iron. Iron impairs zinc and zinc impairs iron absorption. Zinc is very beneficial in iron overload. However, uh, you want to use less than a 2 to 1 iron to zinc ratio daily or limit the total dose to 25 milligrams or less for individual doses throughout the day. Zinc and folate, they dissociate in the duodenum at a pH of 6. So pancreatic insufficiency results in a lower pH that may prevent dissociation. And patients with pancreatic insufficiency may need to avoid zinc and folate supplementation, which can inhibit food-derived sources of these nutrients. Zinc is important for vitamin A transport, and a zinc deficiency decreases circulating and liver stores of vitamin A. Zinc supplementation has been shown to improve vitamin A status compared to vitamin A supplementation alone. A few miscellaneous interactions. Zinc participates in the conversion of linoleic acid to gamma linoleic acid. So evening primrose oil can be helpful in the zinc deficiency. Zinc deficiency will amplify the signs of essential fatty acid deficiencies. Vitamin B6 may increase the requirement of zinc in the body. N-acetylcysteine increases the urinary excretion of zinc by forming a complex. However, N-acetylcysteine increases the intestinal absorption of zinc. So this pretty much offsets itself, but you do want to watch patients closely if they're taking high doses of N-acetylcysteine for a long time. 500 milligrams a day of vitamin C improves zinc balance. And vitamin E may minimize the negative effects of zinc deficiency. So you should be masters of zinc now. You can go to hedberginstitute.com, search for zinc if you want to read all of this. Would you like to improve your patient outcome so you get more referrals and build the practice of your dreams? You can achieve this with the Hedberg Institute membership. The membership helps you master cases related to thyroid, gut health, autoimmune disease, hormones, infections, and more. I share with you all of my patient handouts, ebooks, therapeutic diets, protocols, and clinical pearls. You'll also get the most requested feature, which is weekly Zoom clinical rounds calls to go over your most difficult cases, questions, and labs. I'll help you navigate any case you need help with. Visit hedberginstitute.com to subscribe and use the coupon code HIMembership for one month free. That's H as in Hedberg, I as in Institute, membership. That's coupon code HI membership for one month free of the Hedberg Institute membership. Take care, and I will talk to you next time.